0: What is up, Nerds Nation? Welcome to the FN Nerds podcast with the most dynamic duo in all of podcasting. I'm Nick Nizzi, and sitting across from me this is my dude Martin Moreno. What's up, man? How we doing? Good, good. Today we are reviewing the Trial of Chicago Seven. But before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, please check back each week because we try to upload new content for you guys to listen to. The story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. The Trial of the Chicago Seven is written and directed by Aaron Sorkin and stars Sasha Baron Cohen, Mark Rylance, Eddie Redmayne, Joe Scorin-Levitt, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Jeremy Strong, John Carroll Lynch, Frank Langella, and so many more people. Good actors. The Trial of Chicago Seven holds a 91% in Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 92%. Ooh, yeah. nice, nice. All right, Martin, so we uh, recently watched this. This dropped on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just go right into it. Give me your positives. Give me your negatives. Well, positives first. Positives first. Yeah. What uh, would you think? Because I actually don't know what you think.
1: Positives first, I thought, um, and you know, look, this is no, comes to, no, comes as no surprise. The dialogue is incredible. Yep. Their writing is incredible. It's very, um, it's very heavy in terms of dialogue. So it's just very constant. So the pace of the film is almost carried with the dialogue because it just doesn't stop. You get pretty much hit in the face right off the bat with this like crazy opening montage scene. That's fantastic. And it's really good, and this dialogue is back and forth, back and forth, you don't really get a break. It's kind of exhausting, but in a good way. It sort of, in a way, kind of lays the groundwork. You know, kind of like when you watch an episode and it's like previously on, Yeah. you get like the little behind, like a little reel of what's going on. It was kind of like that. Right. And it kind of got you up to date until into the sort of like adventure that you were going to go into. Um, so yeah, the dialogue's incredible. I thought the directing was good. I had some issues with the directing, which mm-hmm. we will get into, but, um, I thought some of the acting, uh, not all, but I thought some of the acting was really good. I thought Mark Mark Rylance was incredible. Yep. Incredible. I am going to say it now. He's definitely gonna get an Oscar nom. It's probably my favorite role from him that I personally seen. And, um, and yeah, so in terms of like the pacing is very fast, but I enjoyed it because it was very, it was driven by the dialogue. Again, the writing's incredible. Um, some of the acting was really good. And I just thought that... Uh, and I really enjoyed seeing some of these actors. Like, kind of... It's interesting because I pretty much pretty much said before how, like... Oh, Joseph McGurley, but like, you know, it's cool. Like, whatever it doesn't really phase me either or. Yeah. But um, I had the feeling in this movie that you have with Project Power. Like, of me being like... Oh, it's really nice to see this yeah. guy. Like, actually, actually getting, I, like, yeah, like, I actually missed this guy. Yes. And, it was, and I thought he did a really great job in this movie. Um, it's really funny because I feel like he has just, like, a very... Almost like standard cadence, right? You know, and just the way he kind of delivers his lines, and the way he sort of um, like the way he acts, almost very. It's it's kind of similar in all throughout his roles, but like, but it's just that little percent different. Yeah, where he kind of is able to sort of um, go into kind of able to portray
0: different characters. Yeah, and like um, in this one, I think he embodies the character really well to the point where I start. Not seeing Joe Scoring Letter, I start seeing shows. Yeah, especially the you know? moment where like where
1: he's in the park with his daughters. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah, actually, you know what? I buy this guy's a dad and mm-hmm. he's like and he's a good dad and a caring father and stuff like that. Um so yeah, I'll kinda I'll kinda start off with that and okay. we'll kind of go back and forth from there.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm I would kind of echo the, uh, similar sentiments to you. Very strong writing. I think uh I'm actually curious to to, to hear who you don't think is uh, in terms of like the acting, who's not as strong. Mm-hmm but we will get into that for the most part. I liked all the acting. There were a few that I had a little bit of issues with depending on what scene it was, but, um, you know, like it was Mark Rylance who, you know, if we want to stay on Mark Rylance for a second, I think there's very few actors who make acting look effortless. Mm -hmm. And when I'm watching Mark Rylance in this role, I feel like he's just doing this and he's not even trying. That's just how fucking good he is because like every scene, like he just immediately just sinks into this role And I buy every single scene that he's in, every emotion that he goes through, every time he raises his voice is talking in a you know, he lowers his voice like it's just it all works. Like, it's all perfect. Like, yeah, like I can't I can't say enough good things about this. It's one of my favorite performances of the year. I'm also with you. It might be my favorite performance from him so far. And he's great. I also thought uh, Yaya was awesome as well. I thought he stuck out to me, you know, just the same thing like you know he exp- you know the way he shows his frustrations throughout these courtroom proceedings his accent I thought was his an, accent was, was, was really perfect good. like yeah, i like like really like, like i'm also like this might be my favorite role from him as well right you know what i mean i thought that that's just how good he was and then i also got to give props to frank langella because from oh my god i totally from, forgot about that from the start he's another one where it's so good it's so effortless in how he plays this role because like First five minutes, I'm like, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, and 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 you love Franklin jello Yeah, and I love like, Franklin Joe. Yeah, but, uh, but, he, but
1: he plays these roles really yeah, fucking well. Yeah, he was. Well. He was. I agree with you on that one too. And um, just to kind of harness back to what the both Yaya and Mark Rylance, like you were saying, it's kind of interesting because we recently just said on the Furiosa talk about how we feel when it comes to Chris Hemsworth and Yaya how. Yeah, I kind of made the better decisions yes. in terms of like acting choices and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who knows whether he's like he has a better sort of eye or King Frayer or they have better agents. Who knows? I don't know. But I feel like he's just been making the right decisions all along. Mm-hmm. And this was just another was just kind of more just proof. another step for him. Right. Yeah. More proof of that. Like it's not a major role. Right. Um, but you stand out. Yeah, exactly. And you're, and you're essentially in this sort of for kind of all intents and purposes, kind of like an all star cast. And you're yeah. really holding your own. Um, especially when you're kind of more of a recent actor, yes. so to speak, like he's kind of splashed on the scenes in recent years. So for him to step into this with, um, well, not just him, there were a few other ones too. But um, and with these, like like you said, Frank Langella, Mark Rylance, um, Sasha Baron Cohen, these sort of like yes. veteran actors and really hold his own and really stand out. Right. Um, Calvin Harris Jr., which you, you yes did, you missed. I didn't even realize that that was him playing uh, Frank Hampton. I was like, holy right. shit, what you miss? And I like right away, I'm I'm a big Calvin Harris Jr. fan. I saw him in Luz, I saw him in Waves. Yep, and I think the dude has a very bright future ahead of him. And um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna break out. For he's sure. definitely and also another one who's kind of making good choices. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure he can probably. Get a big role if you wanted to. Well, that, but that, that's
0: what I mean. Like he just did two movies that he crushed it in, where he was like the lead, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, and completely different I, roles. And, and completely different roles. Mm-hmm. And in this one, he's kind of like a small part. But even still, with that small part, he still sticks out. Yeah, and that, that for me, like perp- I was like, hey, that's fucking Calvin Harris Jr. Right.
1: And uh, and yeah, Mark Browns is very interesting because I feel. Uh, kind of like going back to the 10 things I hate about you discussion. I feel like Mark Randlands in a way has like a sort of sad puppy face. He does. He's like always kind of like sad or mopey or like He depressed. has like that look where he's just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they really um, put it all out there in Ready Player One. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: He's like always sad yes, and depressed yeah. and like,
1: like alone and whatever. I feel like
0: he's doing a Dana Carvey impression. Yeah. Who's, who's doing Garth from Wayne's exactly. World in Ready Player exactly. One. Yeah. Why can't we go backwards for once? backwards really fast fast as we can <laughs> really put the pedal to the metal you know bill and ted did
1: it he's just like this old. and it, yeah. like i don't know but here even though it's like you said it's there as well because you always I, i've seen it. i see in all his roles mm-hmm. and i saw it here too but it felt natural yes and it felt very genuine and like you said even moments where he gets like where he gets a little um intense or sort of loud so to speak. It's still there, but I still it's not it's not over the top either. Right. And yeah. I still buy that. It's it's just like um good hearted person mm-hmm. who is just like fed up. Yes. You know, and um and yeah, I I think him to me was just like the clear standout. I think he knocked it out of the park.
0: I, I would agree. Um jumping over now to the directing um, it's 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 a bit mixed for me, like it was for you, but yeah. but since we're in positives, the things that I that I do want to say is I think, and it, and this might be more um, going more towards the the editing, but some of the sequences how they bounce back and forth and how they incorporate the flashbacks I thought was extremely well done.
1: Yeah, especially towards the second half of the movie. Yeah,
0: and when some of the riots actually happen, and when you have people reaccounting it, and then as they're speaking it, it's it's playing out. I thought the editing and the cross cutting and. I thought all of it was just awesome. And that to me was like where the movie really like lights up. Right. When we get to that sort of that
1: first kind of like, like take the hill. Yes. When we get to that first sort of scene. Right. Cause up to that scene, I was sure. I wasn't sure. I'm like, right. I don't know how I feel about this. Like where are we going? But once we get to that first scene from then on, I'm like, okay, I'm in totally buy it. And that's, Again, like you said, we kind of have mixed feelings on the under directing. And this is just being put out on the table now, people. Nick and I did not talk about this so far. No, we, know who, we didn't. For people who say that we have the same opinions, we don't. Sometimes we do, but yeah. not always. But in this situation, we do. How we both kind of feel how the directing is mixed. Um, yes, but at the same time, like you said, the fact that... Because look, we, we have to be real here. A director is the only person who knows how all these million things are going to come together. Right. You know who said that? Patty Jenkins. Oh, fucking leffer. But it's like you're the only person on set who know how a million different things are going to come together. Right. So the fact that he's here directing this and editing it and cutting it and like you said going back and forth, that's a big kudos to him. So, uh I mean, I believe this is only his second movie, right? Only second movie, yeah. Did he, cause he direct did he direct television?
0: Did he directed a couple of episodes uh, I, I, of West Wing. I, I would assume
1: that he has, but um, just those sort of stylistic and directing choices were. Where like I take my hats off to him, really well done.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree on that. And I also just want to uh, shout out Michael Keaton, who basically is here for an extended Ugh. cameo, but just comes in and give same, me all the Keaton. And just same thing, man. Like those two scenes that he's in is is a highlight for me as well. And
1: I forgot that he was in the movie. Yes. So when he so when uh, when he comes on the screen, I'm like, oh yeah, it's I like oh for- no, he's in this movie I, too. I totally forgot about yeah. Keaton. And
0: yeah. And then uh, the other thing I noticed was uh, John Carroll Lynch is in this end, I saw somebody say, oh, the Zodiac Killer is finally getting his trial.
1: <laughs> I'm not the Zodiac. And if I was, I certainly wouldn't
0: tell you. He's, you know, just an excellent character actor. Guy's been around for years. Anyone that's that's watched any movie, you've definitely seen him in something before. And it's just... it's he plays ne- a lot it's, of dad roles. He does play a lot of dad <laughs> roles, but it's it's nice to see him, uh, you know, just play in this ensemble and also just do... He does he does a good job. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really completely buy, though. I guess we'll get into it,
1: but his whole... Um, Kind of breaking point oh yeah i just he, he, us being fed of him being the good
0: guy and when he finally snaps i didn't completely buy you it. see i bought it yeah but i i bought it because of where he just like is like uh you know he gets slammed onto the table mm-hmm. and he's like i hit him and then he gets up he's like i'm sorry like i totally bought that flip that he just for that split second just snapped mm-hmm. because after days and days and days of getting hammered and having a judge that is clearly against you this entire time and just being frustrated that you're gonna end up going to jail. Like, I totally bought that moment. Yeah, not for me, not so much. Yeah, okay. Me, not so much. But I thought, like you said, I think he did, he's a good character actor, and I just think he did a fine job. There. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's jump into our negatives now. And the thing that I wanna start with is since we were talking about the directing, I almost wish a better director did this movie because there are, and, and what's funny too is that I watched again, and watching again for the second time, majority of the movie completely works for me mm-hmm. in terms of like the directing. Where I think it flops a little bit is the end because I think this movie needed more of a punch at the end and I don't think it gets there. And I wonder in the hands of somebody like David Fincher, for instance, right. what he would have done with it because I think the movie really needs to, you know, just really just go out with a bang. It went a
1: little... Yeah, I agree with you.
0: Um, I'm sorry, do you want to keep... No, it yeah, because I was going to say like when we finally get to like, I guess... The climax and Abby Hoffman is on the stand. Starts off really well, and then there's a fade out mm-hmm. as th- as it's about to start really get going, and then we cut however far ahead, and then we start reading the names from Vietnam, and then it just ends. And, and I thought that like, fade out was
1: really poorly
0: done. I too. thought so too. Like yeah. I thought it was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I thought like like and I and it left me like I'm like wait I want to see it. I want to see what he has to say like but yeah and to me it felt like a Disney movie ending yes like it's they were very... going they were
1: trying to be like very light hearted and and like and like um heartwarming yes like yes and proud proud while it is
0: somewhat uplifting it's also kind of cringy because like like i I saw someone describe it as uh you're gonna roll your eyes but as you're rolling your eyes you might have tears in those eyes (laughs) you know what i mean like that's the (laughs) perfect way of putting it that's the perfect way to put it because that's that's that's, that's true because it's it's very uh yeah it's 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 kind of cheesy and it's like something out of like the 90s that you would see yeah
1: i i kind of got some like um for some reason, I got like some like Disney sports movie. Yeah, where like, everyone's up cheering. And yeah, and it's like oh, just banging his he thing in the court. Yeah, he <laughs> got the game-winning, you know, field goal or whatever three-point or whatever. It, it just felt like a, like a cheesy Disney movie sports ending to me.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think for me, it holds the movie back from being like great. Right. You know what I mean? Because I think I think it could have gotten there. But the ending kind of falls flat a little bit,
1: right? Uh, to me, I agree with that. Also, had some issues in the beginning. The first half of the film, mm-hmm. to me, felt very uh, caricature. How do I put this? Because obviously, it's a movie, but obviously, like you, you know, when you're watching a good movie and you 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 buy into what's going on, you buy yes. into certain situations, you buy into the characters. It took me a while to buy into them, and for a long time, I felt like I was watching, um, you know, like I wasn't completely into it, mm-hmm. and it felt very much like, um. Like staged, yes. And some of the, especially when they're in very early on, when they're in that sort of conference room. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. one person comes in, and then you have this back and forth dialogue. It, it, it almost felt like a play. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I wanted to say
0: I was gonna say like a soap opera, right? But I think a play is better. It definitely said. feels, especially yes. like when when Kelvin Harris comes in. Yes. As soon as he walks in, I'm like, this feels like I'm watching a play. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Okay, yeah. that's the that's a
1: good way of putting it. Yeah, because I wanted to say it like it felt like a soap opera, but right, like it wasn't really there. But yeah, I definitely felt like I was watching a play and it felt very staged. And um, I didn't buy into some of the some of the, the accents and some some of the characters. Well, if if, if
0: you want to jump into the characters now
1: uh, of who I didn't complete, okay, yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen was very hit or miss for me. There were certain moments where I um, where he was too New York-y. Mm-hmm. and maybe that's just us because we're from may or may not. be Well, from uh, I was gonna <laughs> say
0: like other than. His accent, I thought he was perfect. Yeah, but like his accent is wishy washy here and there.
1: Yeah, and it it's um it feels like a it feels like a fake accent. Yeah, it feels like someone trying to do right um, <clears throat> a New York accent. Um, I'm I'm very torn on Jeremy Strong. I still don't know how I feel about him as a as an actor.
0: Um, see, because I really like Jeremy. Like I like Jeremy. St- like I know he's in Molly's Game yes right and then i, I maybe li- it's that because he threw bagels right uh, so i haven't forgiven him <laughs> so, so you fucking hate him for I that i haven't forgiven him for it yeah but i really like him in <clears throat> the big short i really like him in succession which i've only seen a couple episodes of but he's i think he's great in that here it's 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 weird because the accent that he's doing i've definitely heard in real life before i know people that sound like that yeah, it's I've, met, I've met people that sound like that but it's still funny to hear, regardless. And, mm-hmm. it, and at some points, it takes me a little bit out of the movie when he speaks on certain things. And also some of his comedy just falls flat because I also don't think it's written very well. Like the whole thing and with, it's with not, the... And it's
1: not really... I think him and uh, Sacha Baron Cohen's
0: character yeah. are the
1: ones who... What's it, what's the um, antonym for benefit? The
0: antonym um, for benefit.
1: Yeah, I know. But you know, like when you say like he benefits really well from the directing, yeah. I feel like those two do not. I oh, like gotcha. They're you. the ones who um, who maybe need a stronger
0: director. Yeah. Who okay. Who maybe
1: to say like, hey, maybe tone it down. Hey, maybe deliver it this way. Like, hey, um, just like uh, kind of help and give some sort of guidance into into better embody the character, right? Because I didn't really buy him as this sort of like hippie activist, and like you said, to me, some of the moments in regards to his comedy just
0: didn't work. Well, like the whole thing with the with the um forget her name but the the lady agent the undercover mm-hmm. agent and when when uh gordon levitt's walking away after he's in the park he's like hey she asked about me man Yeah. And it's like i didn't like like to me that's that's like a cliche and thing that,
1: though that's that i'm glad you brought it up because up to that point i actually i was like okay like i was getting a kick of him like yeah we were in love like I have him, yeah. it could have was 96 hours but then he, he says that line and yes. you're like okay you're fuck.
0: like because I've, I've heard that before you know what right. i mean like and, you I guess, just, and you just don't buy it i don't buy that yeah it, then
1: it, to me it just feels like it feels like someone it feels like a fraud. Yes, like you're some dude in this sort of like hippie conspiracy group, and I just don't like. I don't buy well, you. What's the thing it. is, I
0: don't. I don't blame him for that. Though I blame the writing for that. I don't think that. I don't think that's a, that's a good line. You know what no, I mean? No, like, I, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And And like I said, like I think with a better director mm-hmm. and maybe
1: some better writing, yeah, um, he probably could have done a better job. But unfortunately, that's just his role, right? And that's just how it comes off. Yeah. So It's like, but again, like I just, I'm, I don't mind a dude. I don't, but, um, again, like you said, like in The Gentleman, uh, I feel like he has a sort of... Oh, almost that's right. Like, I forgot he was in The
0: Gentleman. Yeah. Because yeah, like,
1: it's a very different character. Yeah, The Gentleman, uh, all, the mo- all the movies you mentioned, I feel like he has almost like a sort of like stiff, um, quirky, Pee-wee Herman kind of <laughs> uh, manner to him, uh-huh. just in general. And I right. feel like that sort of quirky, Pee-wee Herman type of stiff manner comes across in all his roles. Yeah. And maybe that's just kind of turning me off, because I always... He's like... Like if we watch a gentleman again, yeah. I'm going to point it out I'm going okay. like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like like, like the Cavill jar, whatever. Yeah, like, yes. like that kind of bleeds through a lot, and a lot of times it kind of just um, it kind of just takes me out of it because it it kind of um you're always like sus- um suspending disbelief because you're watching a movie, but again like you it, it makes it a little difficult to buy into the character and buy into the movie as a whole. Right. So for him, for me personally, like his actor, I mean not his actor, I'm sorry, his character didn't really work. Um, same thing with Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, everyone else, for the most part, I, I enjoyed.
0: Yeah, I would say everyone else is really good uh, in this movie, including Eddie Redmayne, who I'm not the biggest fan of, but mm-hmm. I really liked him here. I thought his accent was good for the most part. Like, I thought he did a really good job with holding that accent and it not really breaking throughout I the think, movie. I
1: think this may be unfortunate to say, but I think he just has, um, he's very British. He's very British. And I think that's what kind he, of- blue, even, even in his he's look. Got, he's got the mug. Yeah, He's got that British yes. mug, where you literally don't see the lips, Yeah, and they're tucked in. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, unfortunately, that's just, that's just how- That's um, just how he is. You yeah, know you that's yeah. how he is. Like, yeah. It's your face. You can't change your face.
0: I don't like that face. You need to change it, change it quick. Is this face better? Oh, I don't like- Oh, that new face is driving me crazy change it because
1: i'm with you too i feel like that's what sort of um sometimes brings down um because cowbell has that issue too in my personal opinion mm-hmm. where it's just like that british mug and it's right. almost it it it's hard to um to differentiate yourself from like different characters right. that you're playing but uh, but yeah i thought he did um i thought he did a good job too and i will say that he's probably one of the um he's probably one of the better actors yes. I would agree in 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 this in this movie in this movie, yeah. right, in terms of like when you when you're going through your list of actors, even though he hasn't been around as long as um as long as some of the other people in this film, I would say that if you were sort of ranking your 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 cast in terms of like your acting um abilities, mm-hmm. he would probably be like up towards the top
0: yeah I, I I would agree with that too, because there's moments towards the end of the film where he kind of goes one on one with sasha Baron Cohen mm-hmm. and then he goes one on one with Mark Rylance, which that's probably that might be. That might be my favorite scene, I think, in the movie is when they find the tape of him supposedly starting the Chicago riots and Mark Rylance is like, all right, I'm going to play this tape and I'm going to go at you like Schultz is going to go at you tomorrow Mm -hmm. if you go on the stand. And then you get this just fantastic cross-cutting, and then it also cuts in a little bit of Sasha Baron Cohen's, like, stand-up where he's talking to, like, that college audience that he does kind of right. throughout the film, and how all that is pieced together. I just think it's just a really wonderful, like, sequence.
1: I do have a big issue with that scene, though. You really? Because the part where the guy gets beat over the head and yeah. how that causes everything... Right. Like, that, to me, just felt very awkward. Because he, it, he gets hit, I get that. But the fact that he's, like... Then we cut to him, and he's like, oh, he just beat him. He just hurt him, and, like... So you think it goes from one to a hundred way too quick? Yes. Okay. And not just that, but it's almost like, I think maybe we should have, and this is me personally, I think there should have been just a few, maybe a few minutes there, where just to give you some more me of him reacting to the guy, or maybe even seeing him. Right. Because he's like, he's pretty far away to begin with. And, um, and we kind of, it, it happens. And then we kind of cut to them and we cut to them reacting, but we don't really cut to them really kind of seeing it and taking it in. Yeah. So that little, though, that sort of like, pocket that's not there again patty jenkins pocket of emotion mm-hmm. that little pocket of emotion that you kind of do not get from those from that situation yeah. in regards to these two characters because like that's your best friend supposedly right so i wanted to maybe just get more of like him seeing it him kind of reacting to it because then that would have i would have bought more into what he then goes and does right you know so that's the one part that i kind of like hadn't had an issue with because it was just like i said zero to 100 you don't really i didn't really get that sort of um reaction. And uh, but yeah, but then how everything else plays out after that, mm-hmm. I, I thought was really good. Yeah, I
0: would agree, too. All right. So that's kind of our, our positives and our negatives. Uh, how would you actually before we score it? I want to ask you something uh, for this movie, since it's probably gonna be poised to be somewhat of an Oscar contender. What should it get in terms of nominations? What do you think it should, what do you oh, think it should um, be nominated what for? Is, is, would Mark Rollins be a lead actor? I guess it depends on what Netflix wants to push him as, but mm-hmm. I think I think that's up to you. Do you think he should be nominated as a lead? Or do you think he should be nominated as a supporting? I think he should be
1: nominated as a lead. Okay. I think um well, well, if I was in charge of Netflix, I would push him as a over Sasha. I would push him as a as a, as a lead. Yeah, I would too. Um, I thought he was a clear standout in this movie. Um,
0: best picture. I think it's going to get it just because especially there's not it,
1: that much competition either.
0: Yeah. And, and also I think just because of its subject material, I think a lot of people are going to go for it. And, right. be, and because it's also a courtroom drama, we don't usually get courtroom dramas. Those are kind of like, you know, back in the day used to be like the, that used to be the thing. So I feel like a lot of the older voters are going to go for that. True. Um, I think it will get screenplay. Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Definitely screenplay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would say like the lock-ins would be like best actor, uh, best screenplay. Is this an adapted? Is this based off of a book?
0: uh i don't think so like like obviously it's based on a true story but i don't think it's a, i don't know if it's adapted from a book or not
1: i'm not sure well regardless whether it's best original or best ad- or best adapted i think it's going to get um, an, um yeah uh, and
0: best... then in terms of like tech awards maybe you'll get costume design maybe editing maybe editing uh, yeah uh, maybe Possibly sound mixing right i yeah I, I can picture a lot of um
1: a lot of uh like you said tech awards i can definitely picture it flying into those categories um but something else have you of, of what you said of I think of of um, kind of like we went into this a little bit with The Five Bloods. This this film was very reminiscent of the shit that's going on now. Yes. And while, like we were saying, movies are magic, and you kind of want to jump into this film and you sort of want to escape. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's a form of escapism. So right. Speak. And it is a little hard to do that when because you just can't help but to think like, Oh, this kind of like, you know, very reflective of what's going on. It definitely mirrors a lot what's going on. Right. Yeah. And that's a little unfortunate, but at the same time, and this also applies to The Five Bloods as well, even though these two movies kind of came out and it is very reflective of, of what's going on with the times. And look, everyone has their own opinions on shit. And that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You have every right to do that. But for me personally, I do, even though it, it is unfortunate that that you can't fully escape into this film because you're essentially living some of this shit or, or somewhat living some of the shit that's going on. Right. Um, it does keep the conversations going. Yes. And some a lot of those conversations that are going to me personally, I think should keep going. Right. And uh, if you think otherwise, that's that's fine. Like I said, that's your opinion. You're totally entitled to it. But that's also to me something that I guess on a personal level, I kind of um because in the five when the five plus came out, that was like very early on. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot heavier. So yeah. that I think in a way did really in, did affect me a little bit not in a bad way yeah but just it, it's almost like it really hurts the escapism yes. because you want to go into this movie and watch it and escape but you almost kind of completely can't because you're like fuck like mm-hmm. we're living this you know right um here not so much but um but like i said it does help keep certain conversations going and mm-hmm. it kind of keeps a sort of spotlight mm-hmm. on those conversations right. so that's something to me also that i personally kind of um just kind of thinking about it afterwards, kind of enjoyed. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 I, 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 I would definitely echo a lot of your sentiments in saying that. I think there are maybe a few times where it's a little too heavy-handed, maybe a little too in-your-face when I wish it was a little bit more subtle mm-hmm. on certain things, just to kind of be maybe a little bit more clever instead of just kind of like hitting you in the face with like, yeah, this definitely reflects the times today. And, and Aaron Sorkin's definitely trying to tell you something when you're watching some of these scenes. But right. for the most part... Um, you know even though it does reflect it's very it's very reminiscent of what's going on today I still was able to fall into this movie and just kind of set myself with these people in this time for this event that they're on trial for right? without so much so as thinking about you know our political climate that we're dealing with in 2020 right know and that's I mean?
1: just something like I said after kind of thinking about it that's kind of where those sort of thoughts came into mind
0: right right mm-hmm. all right Martin so let's uh, let's score it okay uh, i <laughs>
1: I've been thinking how to score this mm-hmm. because, like I said, I just didn't buy some, into some of the characters. I had some issues with the first um, sort of act, I guess. Um, I'm going to say 8.3. 8.3. 8.3. 8. 3. Okay. Right. So A little better directing. Yeah. I think could have gone, uh, like you said, I think if a different... And, and look, no disrespect to Sorkin. You, you did a great job. Yeah. You did it. But I think if someone else kind of came in and uh, and did this movie, uh, probably could have been better. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of going rookie score, a flat eight. I was thinking of doing that yeah, too. Like, I, was like, uh, I didn't want. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, because I, I was going to go flat eight. Because like I said, I, th- I think majority of the movie really does work. A lot of the acting is fantastic, you know, except for a few things here and there. Uh, same thing with the writing, uh, you know, the directing can be a little hit or miss. And then I, I really wish it just had a better, if it had a better ending, this might've been one of my, you know, top movies of the year, same. but I think not having that strong ending. And I think just how it kind of goes about it. Like, I honestly don't know if that actually happened. I, I want, I, I probably should have fact checked it. If, you know, uh, Eddie Redmayne's character, it's, it's Tom... Hayden Tom Hayden if Tom Hayden actually stood up and read the names I would assume that it did because even though the movie does take liberties here and there because it is a movie like you're not watching a documentary so it's Mm -hmm. not going to be completely truthful but I would think that something like that actually did happen I would hope it did you know and that it wasn't just made up for the movie but regardless it still kind of came off as a little cheesy even though it is somewhat uh, compelling but I think if it just had a much stronger ending, I, I would have just, you know, I would have been head over heels for this movie. True. Agreed. And uh, and also me too. Like I said, I was also thinking of that
1: just rookie flat eight, but uh, you know me, I love dialogue. Yes. And just so that to me, um, the dialogue kind of just helped push it a little bit
0: more forward. Well, that was that was the one thing that, that I meant to say that I completely forgot to is that. For a movie that's all dialogue, I think the only other person that can move move pacing and have really good pacing where literally the movie is completely comprised of dialogue is Quentin Tarantino. I think Sorkin and Tarantino are, are like one of the few people around. Oh, you mean like writer-directors? That, yeah, that, okay. that that can actually write a script and the movie can just be propelled forward by the dialogue. And like the pacing is, is, is done by the dialogue. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. dialogue dictates the movie pretty much. And I think for the most part, it's Sorkin's writing and Carantino's writing, where they just write this fantastic dialogue that just completely just locks you in. So yeah, in terms of from, so you were talking more from like a writer's perspective. Yes, writer's perspective. Gotcha. Yes, gotcha. yes. All right, that does it for us, Nerds Nation. Uh, have you guys checked out Trial of Chicago 7 yet? Did you guys like it? Did you not like it? Hit us up and let us know what you thought. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Remember to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube page. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else where you can see that big, beautiful FN logo. Yes. Anything else you want to say to the people, Martin? Nope. Thank you for listening. Uh,
1: Hope you enjoyed it and um, come back for more. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. All right. We'll
0: catch you guys in the next one. Bye.